This episode discusses topics around mental health that might disturb some listeners. If you are affected, please contact your nearest medical support immediately. For Australian listeners, you can contact Lifeline on 131114. Welcome to another episode of Mind Tuning. I'm Martina. And I am Will. And today we will talk about the song I'm Just Ken, which appears on the soundtrack of the movie Barbie, which came out this year in 2023. I was interested in choosing a, a song that appears on a soundtrack because I was interested to explore how the premise of the movie and the context in which the song plays affects or dictates almost our emotional response to the song. And I was interested in, in touching on a subject that does not tap into our, our more common emotional responses of love, anger, sadness, or nostalgia, or things like that. And so I, I found that song to be an apt choice. It's funny that you say nostalgia because context is everything, right? And I, I knew that we were going to do this song before I watched the movie and so I was waiting for it to come. And it was a bit nostalgic listening to it because it's such a prototypical 80s song, at least at the very start with the rock element, but even when it goes really glam, when they start singing about Kennedy. I don't know why it was so 80s. Is the 80s a, a golden era for Barbie? sales i suppose the golden era might be decades before that even but there was something quite nostalgic and made me feel sentimental for my youth when listening to this song firstly just in terms of its uh, instrumentation Barbie dolls. I did Ken not. Dolls. No. No. No, did you? No, I did not either. I I wanted to because all the girls at school had the Barbie dolls. And then when my stepsister was gifted Barbie dolls and I got to play with them, I could not have cared less than I was. Right. I, yeah, I, I didn't play with dolls. But yeah, the whole movie, I think, yeah, for me as well, triggered a lot of nostalgia. It was uh, a lot of 80s references a lot of 80s references yes and as i was happy it turned out the way it did i'm a fan of greta gerwig and i thought if mattel had to sign off on the movie on everything in the movie i thought it was going to be just a big fat advert for right mattel and although it was i thought they gave more room than i'd expected for social commentary and critique yeah in terms of commentaries around mental health it was really critical of common assumptions and the idea that someone, Ken, who is a character that we would think would typically have pretty strong mental health, that he would have a great ego and he wouldn't be racked with self-doubt. But what do you know? The way they portray him is that he is actually quite self-doubting and he is quite fragile and vulnerable. And in the lyrics where uh, they say, it doesn't seem to matter what I do, I'm always number two. 
no one knows how hard I tried. I have feelings that I can't explain. So this is not the impression of Ken that I received from the advertising and, you know, very superficial understanding of Barbie and Ken. So I thought the movie took it to a place that was far more interesting. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh, I, I have feelings that I can't explain. I was really happy with the way Greta avoided the cliché. Spoiler alert, if you've not seen the movie, you can pause it here and jump, say, a few minutes. That Ken and Barbie do not end up together. And so obviously there's, although they don't say it in those words, there's big friend-zoning undertones to that song. <laughs> but I think what Greta was trying to do is say there's no such thing as friend-zoning. You're friends or... You're more than friends. And the fact that one party expects more than the other from a relationship does not mean that you've been friend-zoned. Right. You're always yeah, yeah, yeah. a friend. Yep. And Barbie never questions that, never doubts that, never reconsiders or second-guesses it, never weakens, never has that moment of realization of... Oh my God, it was him all along. She's not stringing him along. No, no. she she always saw him as a friend, never yep. let him on, never jested that there might be room for more. It's just him hoping for more, wanting more. But yeah, I felt for all of those who felt like they had been friend zone, where he says, all my life been so polite, but I'll sleep alone tonight. All my life been so polite. But I'll sleep alone tonight Are you saying that the adverse mental health that he was experiencing was purely down to his false expectations, I guess? Like he brought it upon himself. Oh, not that he brought it. You, you can't control your feelings, right? right? But obviously whatever Barbie says or asks, he will do without a second thought hoping that she will see, she will finally realize that he's the right person for her. And I can't imagine that anyone has never been in a position similar to that, finding themselves wanting to scream to the person in front of them their feelings and then just sadly going home alone. Yeah, I liked the idea that the song presented this idea that our identity and our mentality is associated with like this relative or contingent construction rather than it being a timeless absolute truth so by that I mean when he says because I'm just Ken anywhere else I'd be a 10 so he's got this sense that who Ken is and how valuable Ken is to others depends upon the context and in Barbie's world, he's just Ken. In some other world, he'd be absolutely desirable. But Ken, as he knows it, isn't absolutely true nor absolutely identical everywhere. And so who he is, how attractive he is, how wanted he is, is dependent upon this context in which he's living. And the relationship between that and one's mental health, I think, is pretty clear in terms of how you 
have to be humble and you have to be willing to accept that not everyone is going to see you the same and your expectations can't demand that everyone sees you the same in each context. Yes, and and that's where I felt like she flipped the table a little bit where some men might turn to anger when, when they say, who, who do you think you are rejecting me? I'm a 10. He stays humble and, and acknowledges that, says uh, every, anywhere else I'd be a 10, uh, but to you I'm just Ken and no matter how polite I am, I'll go home alone, I'll sleep alone tonight. I'm just Ken, anywhere else I'd be a 10. when he asks if it is his destiny to die a life of blonde fragility. And I thought this, this phrase, blonde fragility, was really interesting in terms of mentality in particular. And the way I read it was there was the idea of the pressure and expectation that is placed on those who seem to have it all or who embody the parameters that society would typically associate with beauty and success and so on. And they embody them. But at the same time, they don't necessarily fulfill uh, what these expectations might be. And when they don't fulfill them, then it, they're racked with much self-doubt and maybe guilt even and a whole load of uh, adverse mental health effects as a result of feeling the pressure of being in their own minds uh, to have it all, but yet not really to have it all. Yes, <laughs> And he goes on to say, what will it take for her to see the man behind the tan and fight for me? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, yeah, the lyrics help to keep it light. What did you think about the last verse, I think it is, where it starts with, I'm just Ken and I'm enough? Yes. Um, What is Ken doing there? Well, a little bit of self-motivation you know looking at yourself in the mirror and like i'm enough i'm gonna yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. this yeah and at this point in in the in the movie he goes on he says my name is ken and so am i put that manly hand in mine this so at is this very point, very modest <laughs> well all the cans of the movie are sort of rallying together and oh, they're about right, to take over right, barbie right. world right. Uh, and make it ken world so this is a rebellion this is the start of the rebellion the rise of the cans and yeah i think this is a moment where the analogy would be a guy who's rejected will then go on to try and pick up every other woman on his path just to soothe that bruised ego from the rejection and hopefully humility comes back in and they realize it's okay hopefully but yeah you're right like this is a classic example of someone's ego being destroyed and then overcompensating in order to setting up the defenses being resilient to a world that they perceive is trying to hurt them and unfairly treating them and then taking out at times great vengeance against Mm. that world in order to re-establish their own sense of self and their own ego.
maybe my last question would be, can you define Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's Kennedy before the rebellion, Kennedy post-rebellion. There's also Kennedy pre-rebellion, but in the real world, where he realizes he's a 10. He's not just one of many that look exactly the same. He's a 10 in the real world. And that's where his ego gets boosted. That's that's the worst thing for his mindset, isn't it? That thinking or feeling or realizing that he's a 10. Well, exactly. That's his heroine. And then (laughs) the rest of the movie, he's chasing that dragon. He wants the power that he had as a 10 in a world of fives. (laughs) 